ಮಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾಂಗಲಾ
right? But it's actually, um, um, but we're following <laughs> great people <laughs> doing the slight mistake is perhaps become a uh, uh, tradition. Uh, 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 sometimes you'll see like in like you see like in like a formal puja done the Ramakrishna mission, right? They don't have a separate cup, but you know the water pot like this that they use to fill the the koshkushi, they'll use they'll sip out of that and then purify like this. So kind of without having a separate thing, but so but but the the the, the point is that the koshkushi or the achavampatra will be used. The water from that could be used in every aspect of the puja, and so that water that we use, that we're using has to be sanctified. It's holy water. So how do you make it holy? So stapana, samarga stapana, is establishing or invoking, sanctifying the water and establishing the water. In a very elaborate puja, like today I did a puja at somebody's home, right? And so at the same time of doing establishing the koshkushi, we also establish the kalasham or gatam. Right, the water pot. In front of Ma, you'll see in front of the Kali image, there's always a water pot. We covered it with kumkum and sindur like this. That one stays there. But when you do a regular puja also, usually the water pot's always established. Uh, Mangal Ghat or, or Kalasham, South India, North Indian, they say differently. Namaskar. Um, and so, uh, it's the same thing. When you establish the water pot, the water pot becomes, you know, it's, it's a pot and it has mango leaves and a, and a coconut and like this. And it represents, very very elaborately represents the Divine Mother, represents the entire universe, the womb represents the human body, uh, represents Kundalini, all these things. Everything is in that water pot. I will read, there's a beautiful long mantra, I won't read the full, I'll read the translation of that mantra. It shows you what the conception of that water pot is. It's actually very brilliant. Uh, but every day we don't, in the, in the temple, that water pot is established there permanently. But every day we're establishing a miniature of it in the koshkushi. And then we also establish it later in the puja, in the conch. So this samargastapana this, um, uh, uh, is done again and again into the, into the koshkushi, into the achamampatra, into the kalasham or, or, uh, or gatam, and into the conch later in the conch. Uh, so it seems to be important, right, the establishing water. Now there's, you remember that, what was that, there was a book, not exactly the most scientific book, but a very interesting uh, book they made a, even a very bad movie out of, but uh, like the message of water or something, I remember the thing where they, they you, um, where they, the, the problem is, that it's very fascinating where the idea that you, you, uh, you hold water and you say something and the water molecules change, and they take their shape, that can be true, I mean, unfortunately it's like, the, 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 the examples that they gave, we have no idea what their sample size was. It's not the most scientific study, but fascinating idea nevertheless. The idea that water will take the vibration of the thoughts or the mantras. If that's true, what, I mean, we're mostly water. Everything's mostly water, right? And, and we charge, at the at Achaman, we hold water and go, Om Vishnu, Om Ayamatma Tattam Shuriyami. So we charge it with, with water and we sip it. The idea that the water will hold, so maybe it literally changes and the patterns of the, of the molecules of water change. I'm not 100% convinced. Uh, the evidence is not very convincing, but very fascinating. The the uh, theory, I think, is correct. Whether or not it's, you know, vibrationally, I think it's it's true. It holds. Uh, and so, what is what's being held? Though it's, it's one of the things we do. I'll just go through the mantra. That's a better way to describe it. What we do when we do, I demonstrate here, in a water pot or in the koshkushi. Underneath it, usually we take a little drop of water on our ring finger. 
and we draw a triangle, a circle, and a square. Right? It's a very simple yantra, and yantras primarily are based, the geometric uh, forms of the yantras are based on triangles, squares, circles, and lotus petals. Right? These are the basic patterns. And in a very super simplified uh, uh, vocabulary, uh, uh, trying, uh, uh, downward facing triangles are shakti, right? And they're for the symbol of the yoni, right? Upward facing triangles are, are shiva, masculine, representing the shiva lingam, right? And therefore you imagine a, a, a triangle, two triangles like, like the star of David, the Jewish star, or the shiva shakti, that is the shiva and shakti in union or in stasis, or in equal, equanimity, right? A circle is the experience, experience, you know, we look up and see a circle, it's the experiential reality, the world as we experience. Lotuses bloom, right? So it's that energy from within expressing and unfolding, that you can say I have a fold, and the petals point outwards. That's the outward expression of something, these are basic language, right? And, and the square represents the foundational you know, like a fencing or the or, or the four legs of a of a table or the you know fence around a property. It's the thing that holds the fa it's a solid foundation and the thing that holds everything together, right? So in this simple yantra, triangle, circle, and square, we draw as The triangle is shakti. The circle is the world that shakti manifests or holds or ma or upholds, and the square is the the physical reality. So what is that triangle? We draw and then we offer a flower. We worship with the mantra hrim. We worship um, uh, the power that the the, the upholding power, power. What is it? Adhara shakti. Adhara shakti The the energy is the shaktis that hold up. It's not just one. It's bio many. All these powers that hold up. So that means that there's while we're worship while we're worshiping on the ground in front of us or on the table in front of us, we draw this. But we're worshiping something that's holding something up. So if we draw it on the on the ground, it's what holds up the ground, holds up the earth, holds up the material world. So what would that be? Probably will know the answer. What would that be? What, what's the power that holds up the earth? Vishnu. Hmm? Vishnu. Vishnu. Ah, you're jumping ahead. That's true. <laughs> but not in this particular. In the next month, that's the case, right? It's uh, so. So I'll give you a hint, right? This square, the earth, the earth, right? The square within that earth, we also have a square in our body, right? In our chakra system, the, the muladhara is the square. It's a four-petal lotus, again, the four, right? It's usually seen as a yellow square, right? So that's the earth element or the earth material world, material consciousness, material manifestation, physical manifestation. Underneath it, right, there is... Up there, the, the triangle that's underneath the muladhara, that's kundalini. Mm -hmm. At the base of kundalini, at the at the base of the muladhara is underneath muladhara is kundalini, right? And actually, here you didn't here in our fire pit. This fire pit is that also, right? What you don't see when we first built the fire pit, at the very base of the fire pit, we dug. It's a square fire pit, but actually there's a triangular um, uh, pit underneath it. Same with the fire pit inside. In brick, we actually made a triangle and then the square. It's so, usually so full of ash and so compact you don't see. But the idea underneath the square. Underneath the square is this, the, the fire pit of consciousness, fire pit of energy, the uh, kula, kula, kula kundalini. So 
just at, at the base of our spine, at the base of our of, of our Muladhara chakra, is, is is the Kundalini. Similarly, we draw this this triangle, circle, and square. We're, we're worshiping actually Kundalini, right? We can, as yogis and tantric yogis, they try we try to visualize it within our body, at the base of the spine, whatever like that. But in puja, that's not we're we're doing it with our ritual items. Right, because at the base of our spine, the kundalini, but the base of everything is kundalini. Underneath everything, the thing that holds up everything, the shakti, the consciousness and shakti behind everything. In the Lita Sasanama, what is the name? Uh, Chidagni Kunda Sambhuta. Right, she is the she exists in the fire pit of consciousness. Chidagni Kunda. Kunda means pit, and Chidagni the the agni of chit of consciousness. Right, so underneath material material conscious material reality. The sustaining power behind all that is is the shakti, right? So even the simple act of the, the simple triangle, circle, square, offering a flower, we worship that power, those power that hold up. What's that power? That's kundalini shakti. Then we take the, the either the koshkushi or the achaman patra or the cup like this, and we put it on top of it, right? So, this, or or when we establish a wa- the, the water pot, the, the kalasham, then we'd put the water pot on top of it. Same, 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 basic, same ritual, same mantras are done, right? So, at the base of our being is this fire pit of consciousness and animating the whole thing, and then on top of it there is this container called Bajrananda, Ambikananda, Tripti. You know, our physical, mental, physical body. This is the pot, right? And so that's why even the shape of the kalasham is like a like a human or like a uh, uh, um, um, with the head. The coconut that gets put on the leaves represent the senses and all this type of stuff, or in a simple sense, even the water, even the 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 cup or the kushkushi is a similar thing. It represents the body itself, right? And not just our body, all the body of the not just our body, it's the the physical body, the the physical universe itself, right? And then we fill it with water, or it's filled with water. We fill it with water. What are that? And then there, then there's a the famous mantra: Om Gange Cha. We do a, mant- a mudra called Ankush Mudra. Uh, looks like you're flicking somebody off, but we're not, right? It, it, we're directing, right? And Ankusha is, um, a few of you have probably ridden an elephant. Hmm? Is it the goad? Go- elephant to goad. Elephant goad. Right, have you ridden an elephant? <laughs> Anybody here ridden an elephant? <laughs> so, so the elephant, the, the, the thing that the, the elephant driver uses to steer, it's not like reins, like a horse or something like that, they usually have this thing with a hook. Right, and it's like, and usually they just kind of because of very thick skin, you kind of tug a little bit this way, you tug a little bit this way, and it directs. So if you think, of course, we're not won't get into the ethics of training wild animals for for for, for like that's a different issue, but still, but think of think about it. this huge animal, right, is controlled by a little person with a little hook, right. So that little hook can direct a lot of power, right. You know, so that's why the symbol of the Ankush Mudra is that of directing something tremendously we and or we believe that we're directing all these holy rivers all these holy places all tirtas and 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 holy mountains holy rivers holy gods and goddesses all being directed into this little pot of water right that's one thing but also in the ankush ganesh is also the elephant right and he's one of his one of the things he holds is the ankush right that go the elephant goat right and the elephant is often attribute is uh, symbolically assigned uh, representing the mind, right? And so, he, with that goad, he he controls the elephant mind. This huge, powerful thing, right? Uh, um, 
And so really what we're doing, not only we believe we're, we, with this mantra and mudra, and through our intentions we can control cosmic forces, right? Bring down the Ganga, Yamuna, Saraswati, Narmada, Sindhu, and Kaveri rivers into your water pot, right? right. But we direct, we're directing the mind to do so. To think, even just to think like these cosmic powers, the cosmic rivers, all being present here, that's a tremendous feat of the mind. Whether it happens physically or not, doesn't matter. The fact that we can think that is really mind-blowing, right? Just the conception of it is, is inconceivable. And these whole and so the idea is that that so the scripture says that past the sun on the other side the sun is like a portal to another to the other higher worlds, right? This is the transition between this, the the astral world, and so these holy rivers are actually goddesses, right? That live on the realms beyond the sun. And so, by our calling them with the Ankush Mudra, we're, we're 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 directing to come through the through the orb of the sun, and down through all these through the various planets or different realms and levels like that, and to come to our water pot or to come to our kush kushi, right, or to our shower. <laughs> Same month can be done when you take a shower. Right? <laughs> it's quite a shower if you can do that. You know, it's a good trick, right. So that's and so that's and and we believe in, in we have experience that this is this happens right, but these esoterically, if that's not esoteric enough, the idea of directing cosmic goddesses in the form of rivers <laughs> flowing through the sun into your water—that's pretty esoteric, right? Right. But really esoterically, these are streams of consciousness within our own body and mind. So a simple thing like there's mantras, there's many mantras that describe the Ida, Pingala, and Shushumna. Right, the three main main passages as Ganga Muda and Sarasvati. Right, Sakalatantra uh, mentions this again and again. Uh, uh, so these, what we're really, really, what we're doing, just like the, the 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 square and the triangle and the circle, are 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 at the base of our spine, right? And the Shakti at the base of our being, right? The water pot or the Koshkushi or the cup is the body, and and the Ganga Muda, Sarasvati, Narmada, Sindhu, and Kaveri rivers are streams of flows streams of consciousness or streams of a prana or energy within our own body so this this continuously mixing of the of of the, the our belief in the actual things happening in front of us cosmic uh, powers and internal realities right these are in tantra all these things are continuously mixed because we don't we we don't know the thing is we don't know how to like manipulate ida pingala shishumna right it's right so that's not, we don't even know what those are. We have some idea we can maybe do this or something, right? You know, but we don't know what, like, everybody, everybody, like, awaken, you know, uh, gr- gr- grab your kundalini and pull it up and offer it to Ma. You know, we don't know what that means, right? But we can, we can do this, though. That we can do, right? So we, if, we, if we make that ritual act the same as the internal act that we're trying to do, Right, then we can accomplish something. We don't know how to do these internal things, so we 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 attribute or we assign or we we make a correspondence between external actions and internal realities. Then we can, by doing the external actions, we can affect internal rea- affect the, uh, internal states and realities also. So, with Ankush Mudra, we touch the water pot or the or the Omkrong Gange Chodamani Chabagravari Saraswati Narmadesan Dukhaveri Jalesmin Srehinkuru. May those holy waters be present here. Right, Kuru Kuru. May, may they come by my by my request. Right. In the um uh, and so in the Koshkushi, which is this larger thing here, there's usually so that's a very interesting this is it's only really used in pretty much Bengal Tantra. 
this particular uh, uh, um, utensil, right? It's a very Bengali. I mean, it's it's come to the rest of India, but through Bengali tantrics, through Bengali. You know, you go to South India, you see it's the Ramakrishna mission, because the Bengal they're doing Bengali puja in South India. You know, so they're using Bengali items, but you won't find them in a Bengali shop. I mean, in a, in a South Indian shop, they're only you really only find them in Calcutta and like this. Kaligat and things like that, uh, and even now they're getting less and less easy to find. In America, you can only find a Macaulay Mandir, as far as I know. <laughs> I've never seen one anywhere, <laughs> ever, ever, anywhere outside Kaulay Mandir, because that's one of the things. Actually, our gift shop started originally 20 years ago to provide koshikushis. <laughs> so we tell people that we tell people it's good to do puja, but then you need puja things, and, and these things weren't available. So actually, uh, yeah, grinding stones and <laughs> yeah, uh, grinding stones, like sandalwood stones. Sandalwood, grinding stones, and kushkushi. That's what started our puja shop. And still, after all these years, some of our best, <laughs> the main thing, because we're the only ones that sell them. And they're not easy to find, you know. Luckily, we have some good connections in Calcutta that help us get good quality. But the, so the, the, the kosha kushi, the kosha is a larger uh, spoon, and the kushi, which I don't have out here, I didn't think, is a smaller, it looks almost identical to the kushi, to the kosha. And koshakushi is different meanings. I'm going to give a very simple, I mean, a scholar can dissect the Sanskrit differently, but in popular use, kosha is a similar to, we use like, like, um, like we have like sheath, right? We have like different koshas. It's related, not identical word, but related word, right? So it means a covering, a sheath, right? And a kushi, through the diminutive sound, it could be like that which is within a sheath, right? So then, so the kosha, kosha and kushi. So what's, there's a sheath and that which is in the sheath. So that could be many things, right? So if the kosha is the body, the kushi is the soul, or the, 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 the soul, right? If the um, kosha is the universe, the kushi is the body, right? It depends on how, how you think of it this way, right? right? The kosha also, by its shape, this one is shaped very much like, most of them, they're shaped and they're open. The, 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 that represents the... In the tantric symbolism, the, the, the birth canal, the whole the womb and, and the birth canal. And the smaller spoon is a yoni. That begins also the, the one within the other, or one is part of the other. Right? So it's given this, this tantric symbol, uh, imagery. So again, the koshakushi is again the symbol of that triangle at the, in, the circle, in, the, in the middle of the circle and the square, at the base of the spine. It's a, it is kundalini. And therefore the water that we invoked, the streams of consciousness, the Ganga, Yamuna, Saraswati, and other rivers, is again... Kundalini and its manifestations as prana, right? So this is really what we, we're, we're sprinkling water, we're pouring water. I could use the flows of consciousness, the flows of our own consciousness, is the flow of Kundalini, this is how the uh, uh, tantras describe uh, uh, these things. Um, there's other mantras that are used, Another, the other mantra that's often used for the establishing of holy water is um, Om, om uh, Kalashasya Mukhe Vishnu, Vishnu Kante Rudra Samasitaha. Mule Tatra Sito Brahma Madje Matre Gana Smita. This is very nice. Is at the, the at the uh, at the mouth of the pot. At the mouth of the of the uh, is is Vishnu. In the neck, where the pot or in the in the neck of the Koshkushi is is um, is uh, Rudra Shiva. At the base is Brahma, and in the center we remember the Matrikas, the multitude of mothers, all the forms of divine mothers, the Shaktis. Right. The form. Another with the head at the neck and at the base. The form is, is Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and in the center are the matri, are the Shaktis, Saraswati, Lakshmi, Parvati, like that. The, the Shakti behind. It's another beautiful, beautiful idea. Sarva Tirtamayam Bari Sarva Deva Samanvitam Imam Ghatam Samagachaha 
Tishtadeva Ganesaha. All holy places of pilgrimage, Sarva Tirta Maya, Bari, all the Tirtas, all holy places of pilgrimage, right? Sarva Deva Samandita, and all the gods, all are called to reside, all are called to reside within this pot. It's another, and the one I want to read you. This is the full, this is called the uh, uh, Gatham Prana Mantra. I won't read the Sanskrit, but I'll read the. This is when we do during we do this during Durga Puja and we and during like Kali Puja, Shama Kali Puja, Falaharnik. When we change the water pot, when we when we change it, these are the mantras that are done. I'll give the translation. Life has been invoked within you, and life has flowed into you. In this way, O Lord, are offerings made. In this, make us shine. All the gods are part of the cosmic whole. All the demons are part of the cosmic whole. We prepare this pot to contain all these energies. So both gods and demons are. To, the pot contains everything. So this would be refer in again with the Kundalini symbolism of that of the story of the churning of the ocean. The gods and demons working together. Uh, Hatha yogis. This will be literally pranayama. Ida and Pingala working together to churn turn kundalini like this but this is referred to later we prepare this pot to contain all these energies in the mouth of this pot is Vishnu in the neck Rudra is established at the base established Brahma in the middle the mothers are remembered in the belly are the seven seas and the seven islands of the earth the rivers Aruni, Gomati, Chandrabhaga, Saraswati, Kaveri, Krishnavenu and Ganga and all other great rivers the Tapti, Godavari, Mahendri and Narmada the various holy rivers and sacred places of pilgrimage are all established in this pot all oceans, rivers, waters of all from all holy places of pilgrimage are invoked to pacify all that is wicked. The Rig Veda, Yajurveda, Samaveda, and Atarvaveda, along with all their limbs, are all established within this pot. Here, here, Gayatri, Savitri, peace, prosperity have all been brought together to pacify all that is wicked. The gods and demons speaking together are the churners of the mind. May that which is Vishnu himself rise at the top of this pot. Within you are all holy places of pilgrimage. All the gods are established within you. All beings are established within you. All life is established within you. You are Lord and Shiva. You are Vishnu and Prajapati. You are the sons of Aditi, the bringers of prosperity, Rudra, the universal deities, and the ancestors. Everything has been established within you who grants the fruits of all desires. From you come the fruits of sacrifice. May those blessings increase. Manifest your presence here. Lord, please be pleased with us. We bow to you again and again. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll let it go. It's getting too smoky. Scare the neighbors. You can bring that down. Down, all the way down. So okay, it's okay like that. Fine. Just keep. We have to keep the flame going until it gets down a little bit more. So I mean. Water, a pot of water. It's not just a pot of water. It's everything, right? And as our uh, Sri Ram has wonderfully said during trying to when we first came, began to give some general instructions on these things, he says, "So everything means everything, Swami." <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Everything means everything, right? It, uh, it means what we're trying to do. It has symbolic meaning. It has cosmic meaning. Has uh, has uh, energetic meaning. Has psychological meaning. All the things put together make something very powerful, right? Deeply, deeply significant. 
any questions so thus far? Very simple. Everybody gets it per person, you know. So, so when when this is done, uh, when uh, the water is seen as kundalini and and like this, then that water gets sprinkled, that water gets poured, that water gets fed to the deities for sipping, for bathing, for um, um, uh, uh, for purifying everything. That water gets used for everything, right? And sanctified water. We believe it's like the Ganga, you know, and all these holy rivers. But really, what, what we're doing by by even we go to the Ganga and we go we go to Rud, we go to Rudraprayag like, and gather water and take it to a holy place and bathe. You know, people get water from the Ganga and they go to South India and bathe Rameshwaram Shiva with Ganga Ganga water. Well, we're actually going to the Ganga, taking that like, water and bathing Shiva in South India, right? Right. But we're, we're, that very act is taking our deepest. Our, our thing most dear, right? Uh, symbolized or actualized by a pilgrimage, a difficult pilgrimage to gather some holy water. But actually, that I mean, there's there's water in South India. We don't need, you know, yeah. There's rivers in South India too, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like what, what's necessary is this consciousness, is our devotion, our own awareness. It's, it's, it's what's 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 being really offered. Because, in one sense, it's just water, right? In another sense, it's all the holy places, all it's all holy waters, right? And so, what's the difference between? According to nowadays, with pollution, there's not a lot of difference between you know regular water and Ganga water, unfortunately, you know. But but still, yes, Neem Kirli Baba made a great statement: all rivers are Ganga. You know, so of course, not all rivers are Ganga, you know, but all rivers are Ganga if you see them properly, you know. Or Swami Omananda says, you step over one rock to worship another rock. They're all rocks, but still. Certain rocks are certain rocks, you know, we see them properly. You see one rock is Shiva, the other rocks you see is things you step over to worship Shiva. It's a matter of consciousness, ultimately. So when we do it, then there's, you know, there's mudras we won't go so much into, but as there's mudras that are used to um, to purify and to, to uh, turn to Amrita, like this. And these mudras, uh, mudras are a very interesting topic also, they mean everything. Right, uh, they may have so many things. Uh, actually, I think we will talk mudra with another uh, future. That's a known topic that reserves its own discussion. Very fascinating topic. But talk to them later. The next section is Dwara Devata Puja, worship of the deities of the door, Dwara or gate, Haridwar. You know this word, the door, the the gate of Hari in Rishika and Rishikesh. That Haridwar is a gate, so that Dwara. We get actually door. Door. <laughs> we get the word door from Dwara, right? So it's we get our English word from there also. And last week, to Nishingadev that we talked about Nishingadev as a uh, gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Keeper, uh, uh, where things meet, where uh, where where, where uh, worlds meet, where anything meets, there's, it's a powerful. Whenever anything with two worlds meet, there's some some beauty, some power, some danger, right? And you, you see, you, you get home. It's different when you're outside your apartment and you're inside your apartment. What's the difference? Is sometimes it's only a few inches. It's a doorway, right? But you feel like, oh, I'm safe. You close the gate, close it. I'm in my own space. You know, like there's. The, the, that transition is between here and there. There, it's, and it's two worlds. 
they're not big worlds. One world is your apartment complex. The other one is your house, your apartment, right? But that little thing is a, is a, even that becomes imagine between like mature world and the heavenly world, or between life and death, right? Or you know like you know these trans any transitions a dangerous or powerful mysterious place, right? Uh, Baba Rampuri has this line that magic happens where worlds meet, and he describes you know it's like of course. There's big ones like hospitals, uh, airports, uh, cremation grounds, or cemeteries. These are worlds meet, right? But temples are also such places, right? This is where two worlds meet. We're actually a temple or tirtha. A tirtha is the definition of a tirtha is a crossing over place, right? But a crossing over, a bridge between two is a Tirtha, you can say like a bridge, a place you use to cross from one to another, right? And so that means it's a doorway. It's a it's where two worlds meet. That's a tirtha, right? It's a marked place. The tirtha is not just there's many places. I mean, you know, there may be a large border, but a few places where you can legally cross a border, right? There's a there's a, there's places that are marked as safe places to cross, right? Not every place is a safe place to cross, right? Some by legal requirements, some by just common sense or habit or tradition. Oh, if you want to, if you want to go over there, oh, we need to get on the other side of that mountain. Well, go that way. There's a way. There's a there's a there's a clear way. You can, I just go this way. You can, but it's dangerous. <laughs> you mean you can't get there from here. You have to go the proper. You have to go the proper way. So the tirtha is a crossing over. Is is a um, is a um, um, uh, not only a meeting place, but a, but a, a, a marked place for crossing. And so, when we say Sarva Tirtha, all, may all Tirthas be present here, may all holy places be present here. Tirtha also means a place of pilgrimage, right? It means crossing, a holy place, and a place of pilgrimage. Tirtha, we call it Tirtha Yatra. We go on pilgrimage to Tirthas, right? Even you can get your Indian passport stamped as Tirtha Yatra, as your goal, right? Rather than, you know, we, it's just easier to get a, a, a tourist visa when we go to India. But I know somebody, no, no, I need a Tirtha Yatra. He wants his visa stamped as a, I'm going on pilgrimage to holy places. Right. I mean, he was going to reach, he was going someplace to take a bath. I one time went, I had to, back when you could still go to the Indian consulate and get your, and, 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 and make an argument for your visa. Now you have to, it's very impersonal and you can never talk to anybody, I don't think. It's become complicated. But when you, I, I think, I think you, you drove me or we went to, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that was that, that year. Right. And I was dressed not quite like this, but almost like this, <laughs> slightly more dressed, than not, but, but like this. And the lady at the counter looked at me and was like, are you going for preaching? Right, you know, kind of like, it's the wrong visa if I'm going for, you know, some preaching work. He said, I'm going for bathing. She kind of looked at me and she, she wanted to laugh because it was, I was being very clever. You know? <laughs> and she appreciated how clever I was actually being, but she had to be really serious as a, as a consulate worker, you know. So, <laughs> you can see, it. you know, it's the wrong thing. But anyway, so I, was, I was going to take a bath at the, at the Sangam. That was my purpose of my trip. Right, to go to the uh, place called Tirtaraj, the king of holy places. Right. So, uh, so, so pilgrimage. So Tirta is 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 a crossing over place, a marked place, and a place that you want to go. If you want to touch the spirit, the other world or another world, you go to a place that, for generations, has been a place. I mean, you go, you go to, you go to um, Rishikesh, you go to. Um, uh, Allahabad to to Prayag. Since I mean the oldest script, the oldest scriptures mention people going there, right? It's a very ancient, ancient, ancient of ancient holy places, 
we don't have to make it up. It's there. It's been there. It's established, right? The established, there's the, 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 even the British set up their train routes after the Indian uh, yatras, right? They, they, they set wherever the, the people, they're really, at any given time, it's really amazing. Any given time in India, there's millions of people on pilgrimage, right? Most of which to go take a bath in place, right? Very interesting. That the shows a particular thing. There's millions and millions at any given time, right? Uh, that's where most, most, so much travel is this way. So a temple is also a pilgrimage place. It's a tirta, right? Where worlds meet. It's a conscious, a place where uh, either mysteriously some opening has happened, right? Or somebody has discovered there's holy places and groves and forests, and you can see there's something that's been holy, and people discover it, or people create it. They create, uh, they, they dig a cut of cut a hole in the fence between worlds, right? And so in a temple, especially at, with, with a, a deity, when a deity is awakened, right, the deity becomes the tirta, right? Uh, that because what do we do? Prana pratisthana, we take, the belief is that, that the divine world, the divine being, seems, maybe actually, maybe symbolic, who knows how, somehow or another, seems to inhabit a physical place, a physical statue, a physical um, uh, some place in in, 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 in in time and something in time and in time and space, right? Uh, the timeless touches time. The formless inhabits a form. The spaceless is someplace, right? This is the mysterious. This is what happens. In the, this is what's in the. This is the temple, right? And so, in a, in not just in the temple, when you do puja, that's what happens. You're creating. You're 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 putting two worlds together, right? And therefore, the place itself becomes a doorway. Every place, the altar, what you're doing is where two worlds meet. Right, the altar where Ma is. This is that's the we not just two worlds, many worlds meet. Right, the astral world, the spiritual world, the psychic world, the human world, the as well as uh, this, this is the the, the idea. Uh, while the spirituality is everywhere, it's not seen everywhere, so it's made obvious in a certain place. Right, you know, behind you know, Laguna Canyon Road is we can hear it. We know it's all along the fence. But if you go over by the Shivalingam and you peek under, you can see it. There are certain places where it's obvious. It's there everywhere, but certain places it's more obvious, right? Uh, uh, traditionally there also. So the Dwada Devata is, there's deities that are, um, we believe that they're protecting th that transition place, right? Or they're the transition place itself, right? And of course, the deity itself is a transition, but the place into a tirta, which is the big doorway, also has a doorway, right? A gateway, right? So you see, in any temple, even our temple, you have to go through. You have to go under an arch. Arches are very famous for this. Arches are gates, gateways, right? So you have to actually go through three gates before you get to the front door, <laughs> right? You go through the outside gate, and you come to the arch, and you get the second gate. You have to go through several locks, <laughs> right? And 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 then, and then you get to the, the door. So. And you see, at the, uh, the the second door we have, we have also deities. We have Lakshmi and Saraswati, right? Right. And, uh, um, actually, the deities that are worshipped in elaborate puja, the deities that are worshipped at the gateway, at the doorway, what are they? They're the uh, um, not yet. Uh, so there's Vignan. Vigna means obstacle. The first deity is obstacles. The deity that creates obstacles, right? Because actually, a door is an obstacle, 
It's also the way past an obstacle. It also removes, but actually you, you, a door is put to create an obstacle to people to come through a gateway. Right? So obstacles themselves is important. Then you have Vigneshwara, the lord of obstacles. That's Ganesha. He opens, he's, he's both big, even bigger than me, sits right in the middle of the way. You know, it's like he's the, he's the, he's the, uh, the, the door. And he's the one that steps out of the way, lets you through. Right? He guards, uh, he, his original creation was to guard the, actually to guard the pit where, where Devi was bathing, right? Even from Shiva, you know, he's, he's, he's guarding, right? But now he's been given a place after his wonderful drama that we know. He's been given a special boon that he he will he will guard, and when those who ask him, he will step out of the way. Yes, yes, come through, right, Lord Ganesha. I plan. I want to see your your father or your mother. Yes, yes, come through. So he's so there's Vignan, then Vigneshwara, the obstacle, and the one who opens removes obstacles. Right, that's a perfect symbol. Of a, a, a door is either closed or open. Right, he's Ganesha is both the closed door and the open door, or the opener of the door, or the closer of the door. Right. Then there, um, um, then uh, Chitrapal, he's a protective deity. He's the protector of the of, of the uh, of a of a place of a. So the Chitrapal of a Kali temple is. You know? Bhairav. So we have we have. He also lives underneath a tree. He can look at what he's he's actually here. He's guarding the back door, mm-hmm. right? And he's looking through the window to see Ma, right? So he's a protector. He's a, for, a fierce form of Shiva that protects temples. Right? He protects Shiva temples and Devi temples. It's called Chitrapal uh, Bhairava. Right. Then there's um, uh, Saraswati and Lakshmi. Right. These are also, because what are the ways, that's a, that's a place where two worlds meet, isn't it? In, in art and beauty, right, and in knowledge and wisdom and prosperity and health. These are, these are all qualities of the Mother Goddess. These are qualities of the Divine Mother herself, right? When they touch the material world, they become wealth, happiness, art, sophistication, education. You know, all the, all become Lakshmi and Saraswati, right? And so, there, the the Divine Mother, the Divine touching the material world is Lakshmi and Saraswati, and Lakshmi and Saraswati are also gateways to the to the spiritual world through art, through refinement, through beauty, through you know. These are also ways we can. These are also beautiful uh, doorway deities, right? So that's why we have Lakshmi, and we're designing what, when the architect designed our, our uh, designed our entrance, he created these two niches. He said, "Oh, you're gonna put deities in there." Like we had no plan to put it because we're we're trying to kind of fit into the neighborhood a little bit carefully. You know, it's like we have a nice little cottage. It doesn't look like we don't have big domes, and you know, you know. Uh, but okay, then we're like, "What do we do?" A very common set is is um, Ganesha and um, Hanuman. These are often the. Uh, these are also protective. That's a very common uh, cha- uh, deities outside temples or Jaya and Vijaya, mm-hmm. you know things like that. We're thinking what to do. It's like that actually, being like we're in a public place, right? And 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 so Lakshmi and Saraswati are perfect. Mm-hmm. Not only they're very benign and beautiful, but they're also the the the, the energy worshipped in the t- and it spills into the neighborhood as prosperity and beauty and learning and you know does good to the neighborhood. Good does the good to the, good to the community. Right, so it's a, they were good, and we found these Lakshmi and Saraswati. Then there's also Ganga and Yamuna. Right, these are two more. Um, uh, they're also worshipped at the doorway. Right, these are also, but again, Ida and Pingala. These are all things that the way you go through. Right, you have on two sides you have Ganga and Yamuna, or uh, uh, and in the center you have Saraswati. Right, so in, in rivers. Right, so you have Ida and Pingala, and in between is the doorway. You have to go through these to get 
the real doorway. Actually, the, the, the real doorway is considered here. So, so you have to go through Ida and Pingala to... So Lakshmi and Saraswati are also... Ganga and Yamuna are also worshipped. Right. Um, uh, and then there's one... And then there's Astraya. It means the weapon. Heavenly divine weapon. That's ultimately... There is still protection. Uh, fierce weapons, fierce deities. In the Sri Chakra, in the Devi Bhagavatam, it mentions... There's a, a extremely elaborate description of Devi Puram, of um, of of, of um, um, Manidweep, the jeweled island of the Devi, visualized as like the Sri Yantra, right? But given a like was was lots of gates, because you know to to get to the end you have to go through nine gates to get to the inner, inside of a Sri Yantra, right? Uh, and each one of them, each one of them is described as huge walls made of silver and of, of lead and, and these are all different tattas of, 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 and, and, and they're, they're seen as different chakras and things like different elements. And each one was very fierce devis, right? And all in all the different corners of the, of, of, of the gates, there are these fierce devis, each one with their co consorts and their armies. And their weapons and horses and elephants and you know huge it was was described was kotis and koti millions and millions of armies of, of, of like that and they're all with sharp weapons facing out and they're screaming it says kill them cut them burn them tear them asunder right these are the ones these are the gatekeepers we have to get past <laughs> proceed very so you have to you have to approach the gate very carefully right it's like devi we we have a I know somebody. <laughs> it helps if you know somebody. That's called the Guru. Guru is also a gatekeeper. <laughs> we maybe give you you have a secret password to get past a few of them. You know, <laughs> you know like this. Yeah. <clears throat> so the uh, uh, so in simple so this is very and so in elaborate pujas these these mantras are are chanted for all these different deities of the of the gate, the Dwara Devatas. Uh, um, in very formal, we live in our temple, so it's not that we don't the same thing, but very often when the temple usually has its own, it stands alone, nobody lives in the temple, the devas live in the temple. So early morning in really traditional uh, manuals or puja, the priest, part of the thing is, is when the priest wakes up and bathes and like that, then he has to, has to open the temple doors. Right? And we've seen this at Dakshinishwar, if you go, we've gone at Mangalarati, you see the, when they first go to wake up mom. Right, the priests come, the first day they're outside and the, the big locks that are hanging on the door, first day they kind of take the lock and bang the door to wake let Ma, let Ma know that we're coming, right? And then, 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 then the, the big ring kings and the keys are touched to the forehead and prayers are dead, you know, probably to Ganesha and, and, and the guardian deities and then they're open, you know, slowly open and then noise, more noise is made before you enter, things are knocked, bells are rung to wake up the deity, you know, even the ent the unlocking of the doors and worshipping of, 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 of the gatekeeper deities is part of the daily worship, right, uh, even when you step into the temple, the, uh, the, 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 you step in, in a Devi temple, you step in with your left foot and you tap three times to remove any obstacles, these are also any obstacles there, then you take it into a, a, a Vishnu or Shiva temple, you step with your right foot and tap, right, we do this actually in part of our temple. We actually do the point where you tap, right? We're still doing it, but we're doing it all in one. Sitting here, we're trying to do all that stuff. But actually, if it's spread out through the 64 items of, of devotional, the 64 items of, of, of seva, seva um, 64 seva items in, 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 in deity worship, one of which is entering, knocking, opening the gate, tapping your foot when you enter the house like this. Um, 
even you see, uh, what is it you see in in what do they call it in our Jewish friends they have uh, some scroll of the declaration of uh, that here is your the Lord our God the Lord is one that's usually done and it's usually put over or next to the door and when you enter they usually you'll touch that and enter as a talisman also to entering the into your house for the first time right also there's a tradition also the um the dorsal, what's it called? The hmm? threshold. Threshold. The threshold. You don't step on it, right? You usually step over it, right? We get in a, we're in a bad habit. We step, you know, we step, we sit there and stand on the on on the. But even Dakshinish, where they tell you, like, as soon as you enter, if you're ever invited to go into the inner shrine, every time the priest says, "Don't step on that. Step over." And if you step on it, they immediately come and wash it, and you know because it was again these these are of course these are Ganga, Yamuna, Saraswati, Ganesha, Chaitrapal. Bhairava, all these deities are there, right? They're worshipped in there. You don't step on them. You, you step over carefully. And, and and just that simple act of stepping over carefully is itself worship, respect, giving respect to those deities, right? Also, it, it's traditional in Hindu culture not to um, uh, uh, speak to somebody through doorway or not to um, give gifts or give respect. When you do pranam, you say, very often you're like, oh, please... Come, you know, like here we open, we open half the door and hand out, you know, give, give, give our, uh, take, take the, the what the mailman stuff and give it like the actually proper thing is either you step out or have them step in, right? And even if you like, sometimes here the, our 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 doors are open, our big our big glass doors are open, and and we're going around after a fire ceremony to give everybody uh, ash, and I'm trying to sometimes it's not always possible to either you step in, I'll do, or I'll step, I'll step out to do it, but not not through the door. Right. There's a thing. There's a there's a, a respect of what's of that energy at that doorway. So in the daily puja, we offer we sprinkle flour towards wherever the front door is. Right. For us, it's you know you know where our door is. Yeah, for sure. Right. We sprinkle water in that direction, and then we offer flour. You see, often you see, probably you've seen me throw flowers in that direction. Right. And and at the Gandapushpe Duara Debatabiyonama, we worship the deities of the door. In one monthly, we do all those deities, right? And then, and then here, as part of this, we also worship in the southwest. We sprinkle water again towards the southwest. In our situation, it's the same. Our door is in the southwest, um, and we do Itaganda Pushpe Brahmane Namaha and Vastu Purushaya Namaha. So Brahmane is here refers to Lord Brahma, right? With his forehead, he he bears witness. There's many reasons, and given generally the way we were told is that he's with his four heads he's witnessing everything so he's there watching the puja right and the other one is vastu, vastu purushaya so the vastu purusha you've heard of vastu shastra the science of of direction today at the home we went to where they're asking a lot of vastu it was primarily to fix vastu the puja was there how to fix that how to fix some problems in the, in the, in the vastu the directions like that and every every house every Property, every vehicle has what they call Vastu Purusha, the personification of that place. It could be, some, some hold, oh, Vastu is a form of Vishnu or a form of Shiva himself that, that resides in a building or a place, right? The, 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 or every place has its own personality. It can be seen either way like that. And generally, like his head, the way he's envisioned, where his head is, where his feet are, where his stomach is. And even a, a really traditional Hindu temple is designed taking account where Vastu is laying. 
right? So his so the deity eats where his mouth is. You enter where his feet are, right? You know things like that. You know that the way the way the proper entrance is like that. Not every house is built that way, right? But it says in the in Tantra Shastra that if you do not worship Vastu Purusha, the presiding deity of the house, right, or the, like that, then any auspicious work you do there, he steals it and eats it. Now, whether that's true, that I'm just telling you what the verse what the verse is that, and you can see sometimes we're doing, but nothing seems to. Everything we do gets seems to be swallowed up, right? And we say, oh, oh some demon is eating it. He's eating our is eating our good karmas, you know. So the thing is, by giving him honor, giving honor to the place also, and also like today at this puja we went we, home, we went to it's a new house. I think that's part of the problem. It's, it's a brand new house, right? There was two years ago there was nothing there. Actually, it's part of the military base. It's where the great park is now. You know, part of the housing development at the great park, right? And and like like. You know, most places people have been living there for generations, right? The radiant energy is there. But when you first move into a place, the place has its own energy, has its own spirits, has its own entity. What's minimally the animals and ground squirrels and like that that live there. And then all with the we go, we build our house and put up our fences and our you know get like that. So at the beginning there may be some 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 transition, right? Uh, nothing seems stable. Nothing seems, you know. So I think it's. It's it's something that Vastu has to be the, the 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 both the spirit of the place, but also like the spirit the spirit in the lighter use of the word, like the mood of the the place has its own every place has its own ethos or something. I don't know what the word is. Right, right, not the word right there. Ambiance, yeah, something like that. But you have to it has to be respected also. So we actually in we we personify it. We know the name. We know his name. Vastu Purusha. Right, so Vastu Purushaya, uh, Om Vastu Purushaya Namaha, by worshiping Him. Right, but also our body is also a vehicle or also a house. There's presiding deed in our body also. Right, we have to worship and honor Him also. What time is it now? Six. Six. We're do the next little section. Bhutta as uh, that's Dwara Devata Puja. Bhutas uh, Bhutas Parana. Bhutta Pasarana. Sorry, lots of weird. I never, my, my, my puja book has these titles, but we've never, we don't say the titles in puja, so it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Bhuta, ap, as, Bhuta apasarana. Ap, apasarana is, is the removal or, the removal or destruction or chasing or cleansing of Bhutas. A Bhuta has two meanings. What are the two meanings of Bhuta? Spirit, ghost, spirit, and or ghost. <laughs> that's one, that's a, yeah, one of the meanings. Spirit. Yeah, Buddha means ghost or oh, spirit, and it means element, right? The Buddhas are the Panchabuddhas, earth, fire, water, ether, right? Those are the Pancha, those are the five elements, not not the periodic type table of elements, but the the, the perceptional elements, earth, fire, water, ether. So Buddhasparana means to purify the elements, right? But here, it means that also, but here it's it's the, the idea that is that not only we're also uh, also, we get. I think in English we have this term in in religion and in in, in anthropology of, of elementals. You've heard this term, like it's like it's like a it's a category of spirit, a semi-divine spirit. But they're can't say they're can't say they're low, but they're they're elementals. They're based. They're 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 you know there's water spirits and fire spirits and earth spirits and like that. In modern witchcraft and things like that, they use we use this type of language. That describe that who's your elemental and things like that. So, 
you'll start like this. So it means, it has a similar, that's where the, the, the words have a similar meaning. So here it means, Buddha means ghost or spirits, right? We sometimes go to boot action, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what there's been a lot of boot action lately. You seems to be some ghost activity or something. And so the idea, and, and the belief is that that we're in the in physical world. We have we. I mean, we our big problem in the physical world is physical people, right? <laughs> it's like we're not ghosts are not our problem. It's like people are a problem. You know. You know, physical our behavior and people are going to react to our pop, to our behavior is physical people. They're, you know, they're either going to support us or, or obstruct us or try to steal our stuff, or whatever, right? But in puja, we're doing something different. We're entering the world's a meeting, right? And so, and what are we what are we dealing with? We're dealing with this power that sustains everything, right? The dhara shakti, right? So we're awakening shakti. We're worshiping shakti, right? Uh, uh, enlivening shakti, and that can attract attention, especially when we're and we're also opening gates between worlds, right? Not everybody, you know, if we, if we like, we've this. I, I was remembering the other day, show, showing somebody the backyard, showing somebody the garden here, like going, oh yeah, before this fence wasn't here, everything was all open. How wonderful it was all open. We could look, we can look out at the hills. Everybody can look into the temple. It was very wonderful. It was very wonderful, right? Slowly, over there, for privacy and other and some other reasons. We've fences have come up and plants have grown and now we're in a little secluded uh, grove. That's very different than it used to be, you know. But why? Because I have a fire going, and I and I built a clay house. <laughs> you know, it's like you know the, the 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 local government may may want to know about this. I don't think they watch Facebook, so we're pretty safe based on that, right? Right. So so so. So now, in order to do this, we have to create a little bit of protection. Because not everybody would like what I'm do- what we're doing here. Before we did all this, it, it, it was good. Because actually, good people saw what we were doing, and we saw everybody. We were all open, but bit by bit. We're not doing anything wrong, but you know, we we were you know we're sitting there doing weird rituals around a fire during during fire season. <laughs> you know, like like it's people. You know, so we, privacy is is good. So so there's a, a sense of protection, and also like a temple. You know, not everybody likes temples. Maybe there'll be, you know, you hear people, there's vandalism, churches are burnt. You know, you need protection also, right? So similarly in the spiritual world also, as we begin to do them, we open up, we may get un, uh, attention, right? Uh, draw attention, right? Th- that there there may be, and ancient world believed, that there, there, there are uh, entities and spirits of a place and other places, or maybe even within us, maybe the spirits don't have to be externalized, they can be, Aspects of our own self that are that are sabotage our own. We can see sometimes we sabotage in our own spiritual life. Not blame other. Don't blame me. Blame unseen subtle entities. You know, <laughs> right? Sometimes a cop out to blame it on, on on ghosts and spirits. Right? Just our own low consciousness. Whatever whatever it is. So the 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 more elaborate the puja, the more sacred the act, the more powerful the ritual the more protection is invoked in puja. So when you're just doing japa, we talked about this a lot when we talked about the, um, last week on, or two weeks ago, on the kavacha, on the, on the arma mantra, right? There's another level of that. Is, 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 um, so when you first do, when you sit for japa, you just, actually just sitting there and thinking of God is sufficient. You sit look at Nasha, you remember your guru, 
you use that, that's sufficient. You know, that it's helpful to buy remembrance, you raise your vibration, nothing low can can attack you. If you have a high vibration, nothing low can attack you. Right. But in but some when we start doing rituals, we have we're trying to have a high vibration, but we have an astral vibration. We're dealing with energy things. This is the that we're using the in between world to get to the spiritual world, right? And and um uh, uh Therefore, we need a, di- a different level of, of protection. There's Swami Ramaturta, the great non-dualist saint. He was in a he was in a, 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 a he went to a, a village uh, above Rishikesh in the Himalayas, and he says, "Is there a cave? I want to meditate someplace, right? I want to be loose." I said, "No, no, no, Maharaj, don't go there. There's a cave there, but don't, it's full of ghosts. It's killed people. Anybody goes there, it breaks their neck. Don't go there. Many people have died. Many sadhus have died. Ha! And he has this great line. He says, "I go blazing fire." I go like the blazing sun. Wherever I, wherever I am, darkness flees, like the sun. And he was there a couple months running. Never saw a ghost once, right? Because he was a blazing fire. His consciousness was not like that. But our problem is in not, not that we have all everything, but we're we're entering an astral world. When you start doing pujas and pranas and month, you know, we're 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 not at that higher level. We're we're in a certain sense dangerously invoking. <laughs> Uh, uh, that astral world, so we need to protect. We need also protection. So in simple puja, simple simple mantra like this puja, it's just a simple mantra, some simple ritual and a prayer to remove any ghosts or spirits. And more elaborate pujas during Durga puja, we do more elaborate things. We make an offering to the spirits. We like this. Um, um, during Vedic yagyas, there's you know uh, for the, to do a big Vedic yagya in ancient times, you'd have to hire. The atar- experts in the Tarva Veda. The Tarva Veda is that category. People who know, oh, we have to do certain pujas to protect you, to invoke certain spirits, to protect you from other spirits, and all. It's an own, it's own world, like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost. We have also that um that that uh. Oh yeah, 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 the resin. That one, yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to chisel at it with the scissors, though. So give it time to chisel. Because these incense are not the best. <laughs> That's the one I use to start fire. Is not the smell good. Yeah, it's uh, chemically. <laughs> Attract unwanted attention <laughs> or allergic reactions, whatever it is. But anyways, um. Uh, uh, so here, actually, what we what's done, you, you may have seen this. You, you, I don't know if you've seen where, where we take some rice and we sprinkle it around us. So rice has a... So we do, we take a little rice and we chant a mantra, Pat. Pat is a protective, it's an aggressive... There's, we haven't talked about this feminine and masculine and neuter... N- neuter? Not the word? word neuter yeah. mantra. Yeah. Not the word, yeah, mantras. Right. Certain mantras are feminine. Uh, um, and, and like for instance, it's so so said in Shastra is uh, Swaha Swadha. These are examples. Vashat, Vaushat, Swaha. With the, mint, the Chandi says, with the month of Swaha, all the devas are fed. And with the month of Swadha, all the ancestors are fed. Right. So this is a nourishing, divine like that. Namaha and certain months like that. This is these are these are just statement. I bow. Right. They don't do something besides express our, our, our humility, humble ourselves. And then hung and pat, like these are these are considered aggressive mantras. They're protective mantras. Like it chase, you, chase a, you want to chase away a cow, a, a, a monkey or a, a dog. <laughs> hey, 
you know, that type of thing. Or, you know, it's like, they're sharp. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like having a gatekeeper then, like, you know, somebody's coming too close. Hey, hey. Pointing the spear. It has a point. These mantras have a point. Right? So, we, we chant the mantra, we, we chant the mantra put into rice. Just like we can charge water, we can charge. Rice has a quality. What do we do? We, we chant Om Namah Shivaya Swaha. We chant, we're holding rice, we chant the mantra and we do it. So the, we're chanting, the, the mantra is what we're offering. But we're using it through, rice is believed to hold vibration. We do weddings. What do you do? The people pronounce their blessings and sprinkle it on the, on the groom and bride. Right. Well, come bless everybody. Take them rice. We'll bless bless the groom and bride. Right. It's the the rice is believed to hold the 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 the, uh, the uh, blessing. Right. Uh, this is why yogis are very careful about rice. Right. All food holds vibrations of who you, who cooks it, but rice especially is hold. therefore a lot. I know a lot of yogis, a lot of devotees that they'll eat outside. Most people, a lot of devotees won't eat their own. Thakur didn't like people eating outside food. He had various, Sri Ramakrishna had very few, very little dietetic rules. He left it to the individual for rules of diet, right? But he, he said, cook your own food and eat it. He didn't like people going to restaurants like this. So the, uh, because the vibration of the people who cook go into the food, right? But, but many devotees, they'll eat other places outside, but they won't eat rice or grains. Rice or grains only eat cooked by themselves or by devotees or in a temple like that. Because it's behold, and why on Ekadasi people fast from rice? It's believed that uh, that rice holds vibrations all the time, but on the on Ekadasi we're really sensitive to the vibrations in food, more sensitive than usual, and therefore very serious spiritual aspirants will avoid rice on that day, so not to influence their sadhana. Right, that's a common thing. So similarly, so here we're charging with this sharp, fierce, protective, uh, violent mantra put, right, and then. We take the, then we, the, the mantra of Sarva Vignan Utsaraya Humpat. Sarva Vignan uh, 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 Utsaraya. May all obstacles, right? So the, you're directing it to all obstacles, right? So all obstacles here, and this is about ghosts and spirits and entities and energies like that. Then it's sprinkled. So that wherever, so you imagine, these are like bombs, right? These are, these are, the rice has been charged with, with explosive sharp mantras. And then thrown, sprinkled everywhere, wherever they fall, <laughs> imagine like this, you know, this is how it is, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's destroying or chasing away or, or, or reducing the energy or strength of anything, it's any obstacle creating spirits. Now that's important because it's not just all spirits, we're all spirits too. And there's also, like I said, the spirits of water, the spirits of a place, you're not going to get rid of all spirits, all entity, all subtle energies, right? It's the ones that create obstacles. Right, the ones that are causing trouble that will cause trouble. What you're doing, and you can see, like, if you're doing a ritual in your home, or even your or, or, or intimate personal experience with a family member or a lover or something like that, that's private. It's not done openly. Right. Other times, other people can come in. You invite. Oh yes, come on in. Come in. You want to You can. People can come in and out of your house. But certain times, those people would be an obstacle. Not every, not so similarly during the thing during a ritual is different than the other times. In a ritual, it's more protected, and so uh, other times these spirits are welcome. But during the ritual, and and we've, I know people who claim to have astral psychic type of vision that can see or claim or believe they can see such see the multidimensional universe we're in, right? Friends that don't have to remember when to swerve or not because whether or not 
the things they see are physically there or not, you know, that type of person. And they say during this part of the puja, they leave. Right? And they usually hang out just outside the door, <laughs> which is where we have also worshipped, right? And then when the puja is done, they come back. Because this is their place also, but they're, 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 and also why are they here? Same, we all, some of us, myself included, may be in the category of elemental, difficult world, uh, obstructing spirit, right? You can see, not everybody, there's good people who come to temples, right? But it's not, not everybody knows how to be at a temple. And they're attracted, same reason we're attracted, there's power, there's shakti, there's peace, there's something here, right? They, and, and we all come to be fed here, and they also come to be fed here, but they don't know how to behave here. Not everybody knows to behave, so you feed them outside. And then they come outside, we'll get you some food, don't worry. And so this is the next thing, is, is, a, is a thing that during elaborate pujas, we've, we feed them over there on the, on the southwest corner, which is where, uh, directionally, where, they, where those, that type of energy comes in. We actually, during big pujas, we, we take food out and give them, we, everybody gets fed here. But inside, the cost, they'll, they'll knock things over. And you can see something, maybe it's just us projecting and there's no such thing, but we, we sometimes see like, Pretty soon, things falling over and things aren't going right. It's just kind of weird, like going, maybe, think, maybe we should. <laughs> Anybody fed the Buddhas recently? <laughs> you know, like, and, the, and that solves the problem. Very often, we seem, we seem to, uh, it seems to be our experience, you know. So, Sarva Vignarutsaraya Patswaha is mantras, uh, rises. And then the very important mantra, Appasara Pantute Bhutaha Ye Bhuta Bhuvisamstitaha. Ye bhuta vigna kartaraha tena shantu shiva nyaya shiva agnaya sorry may all ghosts earthbound spirits and the spirits that create obstacles right leave this place on but we're not how who's gonna i mean why should they listen to me you know, like it's like leave this place, and they'll just la- look at the laugh at my face. I said I've been here a long time. <laughs> You're a newcomer here. Like this, I would tell you, there's, there's at the Laguna Beach Hare Krishna Temple, right? Many people have seen a ghost over the years, right? And they call him Bhakta Bob. I don't know if he's still there, but he was there. He was there 20 years ago when I knew some of the devotees there. And like a good ghost, he lived in the attic. And like a really good ghost, he wore. He was a 40-year-old man who dressed in a in a, a bathrobe and carried an axe, <laughs> like right, like. And many devotees have seen him usually in their dream, falling asleep, like going with like. Like, oh, this is too good. <laughs> but he doesn't bother anybody. He just lives in the attic, right? So, uh, so there, is, there is a ceremony that's done when a deity is installed, right? And um, there was a, the, the new Gornitai, the old Gornitai deities, Chaitanya Nityananda deities, were replaced due to some damage. They, re, they bought new ones, and they were, it was very fascinating. It was a three-day or two-day ceremony. Four fire pits were going on at the same time. I get, that was the first time I saw a real full, like, uh, deity installation, right? But on both sides of the shrine, on the shrine, there was these two, uh, this, there were four um, watermelons, and the kids the night before had painted awesome faces on them, right? I have a feeling that maybe even our jack-o'-lantern idea may have some connection to this practice. Jack-o'-lanterns have a lot of layers of, of history, but this, is, I believe, could be par- par- partially one of them. And, and, and what they do, the priest actually invokes all the ghosts and spirits and like that into them for the festival. And so if you're a ghost, if there's a thing, if they, and there's a ghost, what do you want? You want a form, you don't have a proper form, and you want attention. Nobody pays attention, nobody can see you or hear you or touch you, right? So you give them a form, 
and then all thousands of devotees come and like, wow, look at those, look what the kids did, you know, mm -hmm. like they're they're, they're ooing and eyeing, and they're fed and they're they're dressed and this whole type of thing, right? So the idea that they're they that they're they're also you so you keep them occupied during the ceremony so they don't cause trouble because there's a lot of things, there's lots of fires and children, you know, a lot of things that can go wrong. But then right before the deity's eyes are opened, right, the actual moment, they're this is they're they're the the the, the watermelons picked up by strong. Uh, rough, rough, rough type devotees, right? There's always some ruffians, you know, uh, picks them up and they're taken outside, out the front, they're carried out the front, and they're smashed on the street outside. They're taken out and thrown out. It may be not the best practice, it may be a little bit, but it's, it's a tradition. All right? And I remember, it's like, I, I, I was fascinated by the whole thing, like, what's happening? You know, it's like, and I remember this one boy, his name was Bhakta Jeremy. I don't know, he had his other spiritual name, but I knew him as Bhakta Jeremy. He was a, uh, he was a, before he was a Hare Krishna, he was a punk rocker. Right, full punk rocker, full of tattoos, and his his first sika was not a sika. His first sika went from here to the back. You know, it was full. <laughs> it was very interesting. He was a tough, strong guy. You know, you know, lots of mosh pits and that type of you know, like big strong guy. So he was one of the people who picked it and he went like that. And as the, the four went out, and then he went out with his, and before just as he got, before he got outside the thing, it fell out of his hand, smashed inside. <laughs> And then there are all the devotees like going back to Bob. He's not leaving. <laughs> you know? He didn't go out. You know, he's been obviously. He's probably thinking these devotees have come and gone. I've been here since 1932 when it was a Christian church. <laughs> you know, he's watched all this stuff. You know, very funny. But I, you know, so sometimes they don't always leave. That's the thing. So, uh, 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 so may all ghosts, earthbound spirits, and the spirit. What time is it now? 6:20. Oh, I, I'll tell uh, one quick story related to that. There's another tradition to get rid of ghosts. That's a South Indian tradition. And my friend Chaitanya Bhagavat, he told us a story. He was part of the, the, the thing. That uh, what they do, they make a little, they make an effigy of a small man out of hay and grass. And they, I mean, they dress him in a t-shirt, he has a baseball cap, like that type of stuff, right? And he's worshipped and like this, right? And then they put a noose around his neck and drag him out, light him on fire, drag him outside chanting kirtan. <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes right, but you imagine like this is like the worst. Uh, you know. So what what do they see? People outside who don't know what's going on, they see the Hare Krishna is dragging somebody on fire out of the thing with everybody's you know some fanatical weird group like that. And they call the police, <laughs> which, which come with guns. <laughs> like what do you to save whoever's being lynched by the religious fanatic group? Like no no those are you know. So I don't know. <laughs> so. So our, our tradition's a little more gentle, right? We give them, we feed them, we ask them to leave during the puja, and and during bigger pujas we actually give them proper food and respect, and we give them a place. But this mantra that says, "May all ghosts, earthbound spirits, the spirits that create obstacles, leave this place." I guess oh, that started me saying, if I say leave, they'll just laugh at me. Like Bhakta Bob just laughed at them. All your mantras and mudras and everything is not going to do anything. I live upstairs. I'm not leaving, right? Right? I've Four presidents I've lived here. <laughs> four, four administrations of Hare Temple I've been here. Right, they know better. Right, but Shiva Agnya on the command of Shiva. Right, Shiva has some power, and Shiva gave these month, this mantra in the tantras. He says, "You can mention my name. Say I'm telling him to go." Right, and what's Shiva's name? Bhutanath. He is a lord of ghosts and spirits. He controls them. Right, they're his devotees. He they're in his vibration. Right. And also, this is also very beautiful because we're not like, oh, just put a rope around his neck and drag him outside and beat him up. And, you know, it's like, what, what a horrible 
uh, way of, of, of treating <laughs> other subtle beings, you know. It's like, now we're going to build this place. The first thing we have to do, we just, we just, uh, there's a bunch of uh, gophers. Let's gas them all and kill them all. No, you should, we, have, we may have to get rid of them, but you have to, I mean, it has to be so, there's a nicer way. They were here, they have, we can, we're, we bought the place, we're living here, they have to leave. But how do you do it? You know, it, it shouldn't be so dramatic, right? So this is actually, Shiva gives blessings to these. So if there's a ghost or a, a, a spirit that create obstacles, they're bound, right? And chasing them out, this is a place where they could be benefited. Why are we chasing them out? Right, a holy place, we're also bound. We don't be chased out. We should always say, get out. If we misbehave, we should kick us out too, you know? Right? So, but, but luckily, if we, but, but Musha is very merciful. So, she, so she's trying to have our ultimate benefit. So Shiva will benefit them. They'll hopefully also go to the devotee Shiva and they'll be able to be further benefited. In elaborate pujas during Durga Puja, they're, they're, uh, they're after they're given certain types of food that's appropriate to them, certain energies and certain very tamasic type of things are offered to them and, and they're given a job you please there's a big festival going on you protect this place right then you, you put them you know like you get you give them a good job right but then there's a mantra that's, that every time we chant it we get even thinking about it I get chills because I know it works you know it's like after all this puja it says all other beings right the ones in other words the ones that won't leave that won't obey Shiva that won't protect these, I mean these are evil beings Right, these are dangerous beings. Anything left that's actually forget your mantras. I'm we're attacking. This is our place. You were not. You know that type of. Right. So then those we assign to the gnashing claws and teeth of Lord Nishingadev. Right. Because Nishingadev is the one. That, but also Nishingadev, his cruelty, his ferocity, ripping apart here. He was also merciful. He liberated him. So it's also we want Shiva liberates him gently. Right, hara hara boom boom. <laughs> they drink they drink some bong tandai and they go off thinking om namah shivaya and they move slowly to the higher realms. Right, <laughs> you give them like this. But but certain ones, Nishingadev has to rip apart. If there's there's sometimes and during very elaborate certain types of pujas, that level of purification has to happen. And most of the time we don't even we don't even not, we're not the vibration. Whether they exist or not, who knows? Who cares? You know, they're not in our vibration. Right. We were talking this morning, somebody told me right now, all of us, right right the second, there are devis, divine devis, pouring amrita on your head. Right? There's also demons screaming obscenities in your face. Right? You know, it's like according to whether whether these are just all in our own head, we can who knows that are levels of or there's an astral realm. Thank God we're not conscious of most of them. Right? Some people might be, and that may be a one way to think of like mental illness and and I mean modern day we don't think this way, but there could be you know, the ancient world saw mental illness this very way. And we've had some experience like that. Right. So maybe we shouldn't be we shouldn't put our vibration either at at at, at astral. So that's why not too much attention is given to this. Is a quick mantra. Put 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 sprinkle. May all birthbound spirits, spirits create obstacles, leave on the command of Lord Shiva. Bus. Sufficient. Don't need to give too much attention. Because too much I've been sitting here one time, one devotee had some boot action. Right? Uh, I, and so reluctantly, I began to give some cures, some some uh, 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 things they could do with this yantra and this lemon and using lemons in this way and then like that. But I felt very uncomfortable doing it, right? Because I mean, maybe necessary. And then Igor was here, and Igor says, "The problem, Samiji, if you start talking like this, you're, you're giving actually very good advice. But pretty soon you'll be that in the astral world, you'll be known for that, and pretty soon you'll start attracting people who need problems with to clear ghosts from their house." 
right? And we, we don't want to be that. There's some, there's some sadhus, that's what they do. They clear ghosts people's houses, right? Because it just, they're, they're, the energy attracts that, and pretty soon those are the people that come. What your vibration is, what you attract, right? So we're, we're not trying to, we're trying to remove these spirits, not attract these spirits by giving too much attention, right? There's, I think it's, uh, uh, when, when in, in walking in the, in the Sangam one time with uh, our Guru Bhai Swami Govindananda, there was one girl who came from Banaras, who stayed in India a long time, and she made a come Swamiji. He says, Bhairavasham, you're the first two Swamis, the two first two Babas, that aren't that, that aren't are ganja smokers. They're the only first two Babas I ever met. And then I looked at Swami. Is it time? Okay. Well, then this story. The first two Babas that that aren't that uh, that I've ever met that aren't ganja smokers. And I and I, I thought I, I stopped and I said, actually, it's interesting. I don't know any ganja smoking Babas. And I know thousands, I know hundreds of Babas. Right? I, probably, I, mean, I probably met, we, 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 we saw so many Bandaras and like, we know so many Babas, right? But just our, our vibration is different. And therefore, at our ashram, that, you know, it's, it's never, it never, doesn't come up. Right? Where other people that did, like, were the, like, uh, like an exception rather than the rule. Right? So it's a, you, you're, what, your vibe, what you pay attention to, what you search, what your vibration are, that you attract. So we don't want to attract ghosts or attract spirits or awaken weird psychological, maybe spirits and ghosts, just an ancient way of describing our weird, icky psychology, you know, who things lurking in our unconscious like that. Whatever it is, or maybe they're simultaneous or react to each other, mm. whatever it is, it's not, a, it's not a good place to put the mind. Krishna says in the Gita, those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors, those who worship spirits go to spirits, those who worship me come to me. Right? You think of God, you go to God. If you think of the ghost, you become a you go to ghosts. Even Sri Ramakrishna had a disciple, Niranjanananda, Swami Niranjananda, who was a psychic medium in his youth. He could, he could, people would hire him to, to talk to their ancestors, to get rid of ghosts, to like all this. He, he had that. He was, he was, from childhood, he was a prodigy, prodigy in psychic prodigy and these type of things, right? Uh, he could channel all this type of thing that we'd hear about. You know? And Sri Ramakrishna, hey, what are you going to do? You become a ghost? Give it up. Stop it. And so he stopped. Because he said, you'll become, you'll, if you're thinking like that, you'll, you'll enter, you'll, that's where the world you'll live in. Right? You think, think of God, you'll, you'll, you'll go to God. So this is not meant to give too much power to the astral entities. It's to forget the astral entities and, and remove them, at least temporarily, out of the way. Because most of the time we wouldn't notice them, but during puja, we become very, we're, we're making our minds subtle. And another thing is that we also are usually we're covered with our, our aura is sealed up, right? We're closed up, so I mean we're walk, walking around with, with blankets on, hiding everything. Nobody notices us, right? But in puja, you open things up. You begin to your or your 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 defense your normal defenses. That's why we have to invoke kavachas. Our normal defenses are down, right? We're opening up because we're opening up the different bodies, the different world, and therefore become very sensitive. And therefore, we want to, during this time at least, we push these things aside. How do you own that? Yeah, no, you know, you have to. Exactly, exactly. I'm not like, like you know, we like at nighttime we, we go, we make sure the gates are low, clocked, we lock the door, we put the alarm, we go to sleep. We don't like, oh my God, like walk around the yeah. walk with flashlight and a knife. <laughs> you know, it's like because you can see that that can happen. All of a sudden, you'd be obsessed with so people. Can, no, we protect. And hopefully nothing. And we pay attention. If something happens, we have to we have to react. You know, I sleep lightly. I sleep. You know, I'm, I hear if somebody if a car drives up, like you know, 
I hear too much voices I go outside, just make sure nothing, you know. But you shouldn't become obsessed about it, right? To do, do it's, it's housekeeping, it's safety, it's, it's part of the puja also. It's part of the, these are, and these are all considered preliminary practices. They're not actually puja. We're not invoking the Divine Mother, we're not offering, offering our devotion. We're creating an atmosphere where we can do this safely without distraction. A foundation on which we can build our spiritual practice on. Hariyom Tatsat, Jai Guru. Can see, can you do the honors? Anyways.